Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God and thank you once again for tuning in to Bible Platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansi Metal. I come your way with the Word of God and I'm trusting and believing that as we go through this discourse, you will be blessed as always. I believe that God honors His Word. Therefore, I speak the Word of God as He gives me utterance, believing that one day when we see Him face to face, we will be glad that we listened applied it to our lives and we are not disappointed in the promises that he has given. Almighty God, in your holy name, I present your infallible word to all under the sound of my voice. Let your Holy Spirit give me utterance to speak according to the will and mind of Christ, my Savior and Redeemer. And all God's people say Amen and Amen. Isaiah chapter number 55, the verse number 6. He says this, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Now that's the verse 6. The verse 7 takes it a notch higher. And it reads, Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Two key things there. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon for he will abundantly pardon let him return to our God for he will abundantly pardon so we see that there is a time frame here time for each of us to take that all-important decision give our lives to Jesus Serve him for the rest of our lives on earth so that when he shall come, we will not be found among those who are not redeemed, but we will be counted among the redeemed of the Lord. So obviously there is a door of grace that is open right now. And thank God for his grace and mercy. This door of grace is open for everyone, irrespective of age, gender, color, race. Is open for everyone. What I want to draw our attention to this morning, because Jesus has warned us that because of the issues of life and the hustle and bustle, that may come a time that we can fall away from our first love. I'm talking about those of us who have received Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. We might become complacent, and if we don't take care, we might end up standing behind the door of grace. But may God forbid. I want to say that this door of grace will not be open forever. There's going to come a time when this door of grace will be shut. Let me read the parable of the ten virgins. Remember all of them are virgins. And I want to assume that virginity in this spiritual context speaks to us of believers. That's what I believe. So in Matthew 25 the verses 
1 to 10. It reads, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but they did not take any oil with them. They were not diligent. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. For sure, we all, one time or the other, become weak in our walk. But that's not the issue. Let me continue. At midnight, the cry rang out. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Beloved, we cannot share everything. We cannot share everything. So if you are under the sound of my voice, and especially if you are a young person and you are counting on your parents walk with God as the means of making it to heaven, you are making a very big mistake. Maybe your dad is a pastor or a leader in the house of God. And so you are counting on that as the means to developing your own relationship with Christ. What I'm trying to say here is that, so as long as your father prays, you don't pray. You don't seek that deep, intimate relationship with Christ. Oh, my father is a pastor, so there's no need for me to give my life to Christ. No, 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 no. It's a personal issue. So here we find all of them virgins, all of them ready for the wedding, all of them slept. But when they woke up at the time that the bridegroom came, the line was drawn. We see the wise from the foolish. The wise were diligent enough to have extra oil. Do you have extra oil? What can you count on if Jesus should come right now and say, I'm ready? And you can look at him, eyeball to eyeball. Look at his face, eyeball to eyeball. And tell him that you have run the race. You have brought glory to his name by the life that you live. That should be our ultimate aim. So, the Bible reads, But while they were on their way, I love this. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. This is the point I'm trying to make today. The door will be shut. Point number one. The, the door will be shut. The door will be shut. As I speak to you right now, some people passed on to glory last night. The door has been shut on them. For it is appointed unto man to die once after that judgment. As far as Christ tarries... We're going to experience this shutting of the door at different periods of time. For those who will be alive when Christ comes, and they have given their life to Christ, at the moment he appears, bridegroom is come, and they have no extra oil, the door is shut. I'm not speaking theology. I'm speaking here in practical terms what the scripture or the parable implies. And it affects all of us. It's a wake-up call. But to rise up and live the life that will bring glory to our God and to our Christ. If we look at the context of the scripture I read in Matthew 25, 1 to 10, I wanted to note these basic truths. Number one, that one day the bridegroom will come. 
In fact, there's a scripture I want to read in Acts 1.11. Acts 1.11. When Jesus was lifted up to heaven and the disciples were looking up into the skies, the Bible said angels appeared to them. And this was the message of the angels. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, this same Jesus, not another Jesus, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way, same Jesus, same way, will come back in the same way you have seen him go to heaven. So Jesus is going to come back. Of course, it's the timing that we don't know. And the Bible says that the secret things belong to God. So let's take our hands off that. The important thing is that we know the signs of his coming. And they are manifesting on a daily basis. And we have to get ready for his coming. And so, as seekers of truth and pursuers of God, what I want to urge all of us in these critical times, when truth is far from being what men adhere to, that we be alert, we be focused, and we keep in mind that the bridegroom will come. The bridegroom will come. We must not be caught without extra oil. The second thing that we pick from this scripture that applies to our discourse today is that the door of grace will be shut when the bridegroom comes. And like I said from the beginning, if God calls me home today, I've met my bridegroom, the door is shut. If I had not given my life to Jesus, I have a price to pay. I don't belong to him. And what I'm saying is that when your door is closed, you and I don't have what it takes to decide when the door will close. We hear great men of God, prophets, I mean, being called without notice. So, where do we go from here? What we, we are doing must prepare us for where we are going. Let me repeat that. What we are doing, the life we are living, must be lives that prepare us for heaven. For heaven. Because we, we cannot eat our cake and have it. Now, Hebrews 3, 7. Hebrews 3, 7. Let me read the first part. So, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. As you did in the day of rebellion. So you are hearing my voice right now. I am only a voice. I'm like John the Baptist. They said, John the Baptist, who are you? He said, I'm a voice in the wilderness. I am only a voice. Don't tag me with any titles. Even drop the issue of being a pastor. We have all been commissioned to go and be a voice for the kingdom. I'm only a voice. And I'm saying that God is calling us, those of us, both those who are standing outside the gate and not giving our lives to Jesus, and more especially those of us who name the name of Christ. God is calling us to that awareness that his voice is speaking and our spirit must respond. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, our spirit must respond. The third truth in Matthew 25, 1-10 that connects to what we are studying is that some will not enjoy the benefit of salvation. Yeah, yeah. If you are not diligent, if you are not repentant, you may not enjoy the benefit of salvation. You see, the five who were wise, who had extra oil, they went in and they were partying. The party was on, they were enjoying themselves, and then the foolish ones came. And they are saying, now they have oil. Don't postpone the day of salvation. And beloved, if you are a believer in Christ, and you are living a lie, Please, please, 
Repent and come out of it. Repent. If you are where I am, I'm talking about my own country. If you see the level of violence, now I've not been here for too long. I sister seven years on this side of heaven. It's, it's quite some time. The kind of violence and wickedness that I'm hearing and seeing is scary. And when I was growing up, you could walk the street as a, as a little boy. I mean, my mom would send me out in the night. I walked quite some distance to go and buy something. I'm not afraid of nothing. Nobody is going to kidnap me or even if per chance I miss my way. I know for sure that any people who walk to me and say, where are you going? Where? They mean well. And I'm, I, I was comfortable. Comfortable. Saying who I am, where I'm going. And that was the experience of people my age. Now the reverse is the order. The reverse is the order. When we send our children to school, we pray that they come home safe. We find issues of children. Children killing for money. Wow. Something is simply not right. But the good news is that Jesus said, these things will happen. And that is an endorsement of the fact that it is God knowing the end from the beginning. And that should be a further reason why you should not be holding back any longer by yielding completely to the Lordship of Christ in your life. You must take mastery over sin. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. It is not simply enough to say that you are seeking God. Why you are living in sin? See, in this scripture that I read from Isaiah, talking about the people who don't enjoy the benefits of salvation, the verse 7 of Isaiah 55 gives us some insight. Number one, it speaks about the wicked who refuse to forsake his ways, his evil ways, the unrepentant sinner. Here I'm talking about issues of life, the things that we do that displeases God, the fornication. The adultery, the hatred, the bitterness, the backbiting, the pulling down spirit. So somebody is with you in the office and for some reason he gains favor with the boss. You find every means possible to make sure that you destroy that person standing with you. Then on a Sunday morning you go to church, lift up your hands and say, you love Jesus, you are worshiping Jesus. I'm here to announce to you that no. You hate Jesus. Because you see, Jesus will not, and I repeat, Jesus will not destroy or betray somebody because Jesus will never endorse the spirit of jealousy that rules when we are not yielded to his spirit. So check that out. The second group of people, or tendency, is talking about 
the unrighteous man who refuses to change his thoughts about God and about sin. The unrighteous man. And here I'm not talking about the imputed righteousness that Christ has given. I'm talking about right deeds, the things that we do that is right. And there are things that we should simply know that what we are doing is not right. And we should not soothe our consciences by the fact that we are called. I'm not speaking to just some people. I'm speaking to myself as a pastor. And many times I fear for myself and I fear for those of us who are in leadership in the church. Because sometimes we grow bigger than God himself. And the word of God we think doesn't apply to us. Shouldn't apply to us. We preach to the people. It should apply to us. We should use the word to measure ourselves before we use it to weigh somebody else. That's very key. That's very important. So here we come to a place where we all must agree that it is not enough to say that you are a Christian. You are seeking God. While at the same time, you are living in sin. Why? Because you see, light and darkness cannot dwell in the same place. John writing in his book tells us that the light shines in the darkness. The darkness comprehended is not. Why? Because light and darkness does not have anything in common. If you are a Christian, you see, the early saints were did not ask people to call them Christians. Their lifestyle. You see, in Christianity, we don't put things on our body to show or to be identified by what we have put in our bodies. Let me repeat that. In Christianity, the true Christian doesn't decorate himself with something. And so when people see you in that dress or shoe or whatever, they say, oh, he's a Christian. No. In Christianity, our garb, our robe, they are actions. They are acts of righteousness. So let's say, for instance, you are in a place where everybody is destroying everybody else. I mean, character assassination. I mean, the typical pulling down attitude is rampant in that place. Now, you know, because Christ is in you, that is not your place and that is not your game. So you don't play it. And people will not have any problem taking issues with you on that because they know who you are. The early apostles and saints were called Christians. They didn't call themselves Christians because people who gave them that title, they saw that they were like Christ. So Christians, Christ-like, they were like Christ in actions and in deed. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's even more important for, for us to live a kind of lifestyle where people will question. Why, why wouldn't we do all the bad stuff for them? Why wouldn't we take the bride? Why wouldn't we cheat on our spouses? Why is it that we're not excited when they make suggestions that leads to evil? The answer should be left for them to find out in who we are and what we represent. And that gives us a better platform to testify about Christ than just going about telling everybody. And some of us can pray in very long tongues, but after that, we hate, we are unforgiving. I mean, I simply don't get it. It is not godly. I'm calling with the voice of a John the Baptist. Beloved, let's wake up from our slumber and let us listen to the word of God and soak it in, receive it as it is. The issue at stake right now with our brand of Christianity is that it does not take the word of God as it is. So Jesus has a question for us. When turn to Luke 6.46, the master of our faith, 
quoting the scriptures himself, said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? So they're doing. They're doing. And my message is about the doing. The doing is very, very important. Indeed, Jesus came to call sinners to repentance. And he does not call us to continue in sin. He came to call us to repentance so that we might repent. And that means we, we turn away from sin. The struggle must, must continue. The struggle with the sinful nature must be a daily issue, daily affair, moment by moment, to the glory of the most high God. Hallelujah. So, my friends, my beloved, God is calling us to a place of repentance, change. Matthew 9, 16, and Jesus said, No one put a piece of new cloth onto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up, taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. In other words, if you try to use new garment, a piece of cloth, to patch up the old ones, you create a mess. You see that it's not, it's not catching up, and that's not where God has brought us. God has not brought us to a place where we continue in our sinful nature, even though we claim that we are children of God. God wants to change. God wants us to reflect His nature. It's good to seek God, but in our seeking, this is the message that the Holy Spirit is giving us today. That we should keep in mind that we don't just seek God, but in our seeking, we come to a place where we agree with Him that He wants us to live a life that will glorify Him. He wants us to live a God-honoring life all the days of our lives. Why? When Christ comes into your life, something on the inside should definitely show on the outside. That's why Paul writes into the church in Corinth. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul the Apostle wrote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The key is this. The person must be in Christ, not in church first. And then after that, oh, I belong to a church. And so that's what matters. That is not what matters. What matters is that you be in Christ. And the sign that you are in Christ, according to the scriptures in 2 Corinthians 5.17, is that when you are in Christ, you become a new creature. And a new creature manifests, manifests a new nature. Praise God. Because you have been empowered to overpower the old nature. Praise the name of the Lord. And so this brings us to the second part of Isaiah 55.7. The changing of our thought pattern. Because the main thing that wrong thought does is that it triggers fear. And the fear draws us away from doing right. It just plunges us into doing the wrong thing. For instance, if you fear about your future, you are placed in a position where you have access to company money. You fear about your future and then the enemy drops into your heart that you've got to take care of yourself. I mean, God is not going to do the things he has promised. That if you are faithful, he can make a way for you. Promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west. The enemy begins to bombard you. All that is a lie. Now the fear is wrong to what is going to happen here? It is going to put you in a situation where you compromise what you believe in the word of God. You begin to take money that doesn't belong to you. You begin to take bribe before you execute your job. At the end of the day, 
if you are not fortunate and you are caught, you will mess up that same future that you seek to protect for yourself. Don't go there. Sometimes the fear will make you cheat on your spouse. You fear that if you don't cheat on your spouse, you are missing some pleasure out there. And all that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are a student, you fear that if you don't cheat and you fail in the exam, that is the end of the world. That is not the end of the world. Beloved, wake up to reality and seek God in truth and in spirit. Let the Christ be seen in you. God being my help, I'll come your way again next week with another edition of Bible Platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Ansimeto, praying that the grace of God upon your life will increase and abound, and that you will have no fear of disaster. You have no fear at all of disaster. Let me close with this scripture, Proverbs 10, 23 and 24. A fool finds pleasure in evil conduct, but a man of understanding delights in wisdom. Verse 24. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your feet from being slain. That shall be your portion. God bless you. God bless you. God richly bless you. Seek God. Seek God. And remain faithful. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your